Guess who? And guess what? Footy Prime is launching a gin, and we're having a party to celebrate. Thursday, June 6th, join the whole FB crew for Footy Prime's one-night stand at Nickel Nine Distillery in Toronto. Come celebrate Footy Prime's one-ball gin with Nickel Nine Distillery mixologists on hand, Charmin's proper pies, meet-and-greet and photo ops with your favorite primers, and a live Atska's Almost Anything podcast. Footy Prime's one-night stand, June 6th at 7 p.m. till when we kick you out. Tickets at eventbrite.ca. Footy Prime, your almost daily footy fix. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Coming to you from various homes around Ontario, Canada, this is Footy Prime, the podcast, brought to you by DAZN. DAZN, game changed. Start your free trial at DAZN.com. This episode, the Hangover Edition, features Dan Wong and Dan Wong's credit card, as well as Brendan Dunlop, James Sharman, and myself, Jeff Cole. Let's get this party started. <laughs> You know what? It was nice to see everyone last night in person at the Canada game. And then, of course, post-match, we, we convened at a lovely establishment, the Brazen Head. I'm sure many of you listening have been there before, post-TFC, post-Canada. And it was a nice evening. It was. It was nice to see your faces. I do feel a little bit fragile today, more, more from lack of sleep than the amount we consumed. Um, but um, where the hell was it going with that? I had a point I was going to make. But how nice it is to see our faces because we've been um, doing this digitally for months. Yeah. Oh, yes, yes, yeah. So we actually did record a podcast last night. Oh, we're gonna go there. We're yeah, we may as well. That? We we are so transparent on this podcast. There's see. photo evidence on Twitter, but I mean, everyone's seen it. Just saying. Yeah. Yeah. Well, just there were technical issues which we will rectify in the future. But it was a fun podcast. But we'll try and duplicate the best parts on this podcast right now. Um, B's frozen up already. His internet. So no, really. <laughs> that's all right. We, you, you sound Good fine. You sound fine. Um, it's been you know approaching twenty four hours. I think we've had time to absorb what happened between Canada and Honduras. My anger remains. I despise the way Honduras plays football. I despise the way many Concacaf teams play football. Um, but in the end, I think it was probably a well earned draw for, for both those teams. Um. Are you this morning be feeling more anxious considering the USA is coming on Sunday, then El Salvador next Wednesday, or are you finding peace within the experience as well? The Footy Prime Twitter account tweeted the table. If you look at the table, there's a six-way tie for second place, which includes Canada. They're actually third in the table after uh, match day one results. So I think Canadian fans have reason to feel positive. As I, uh, I said in our post-game report, you know, I think you look at the second half, Canada's turnaround. I think that's a much more accurate reflection of how this team can play and where this team stands in CONCACAF at this level, competing against you know, the, the eight supposed best teams in this region. They're at that level. That second half proved it to me. So I think Canadian fans should just feel pretty comfortable with the fact that the Americans didn't beat El Salvador. That's got to be a positive going into Nashville for Canada. Yeah, the results went their way, I think, in, in fairness. Tell you what, though, guys, it was loud last night, huh? Only a half full stadium, but that sounded loud. And it's funny, when, when the fans began, began to come back to sports a few months ago now, and they weren't full-capacity stadiums, everyone though, said how, how loud those venues were be it 8,000 fans, 10,000 fans, 15,000 fans. Is that because we've just so so been absent for so long we weren't used to it? Or do you think 
with fewer fans, they try a little bit harder. I think they do try a little bit harder for sure. And I also think it helped, you know, perspective in that ground, which surprised me that it was probably 40% under supporters and where we were positioned, they were directly in front of us. So I think that added to our atmospheric experience by kind of being on the other side of it. Would you agree? Yeah, for sure. You know, for sure. And I think having, having the band leader, Dan Wong right behind them helped them as well because oh, yeah. Dan, Dan decided to wear a nice blue blazer. My, my, for my the, baby blue, my blue Honduras. Yes, my baby blue Honduras <laughs> jacket, blazer. Um, it was a great look. I, you asked you, me last night. You really night, are a strapping young yeah, man. Yeah, thank you. I can, I can pull that baby blue off. But you asked me last night about how did I feel about my first, I think B, you asked me, first Latin American game. And it was highly disappointing. Not the, not the game result, just the embellishment. What I do lean on your side, Charms, it... Uh, there were at least three full-on non-contact fakes that were so embarrassing if you were a player. Yeah, well, they are embarrassing, but sadly, that's just the way the game is played in this region. And I think Canada's got a couple of players who can play that way as well. I think Estacchio can. We know Richie Larea can. How do you pronounce his name now, B? He's gone back to Larea, hasn't he? Uh, yeah, it's uh, funny if you want to get into that. I think there was one individual who uh, had, you know, been around a conversation about the the actual um, original pronunciation of his name and uh, said professional thought that they were going to make that a thing, but that that was never Richie's request. So I think, I who think was that's that? why. Name, it name is names. Larea. Who was it? Uh, I don't want to name names. I think well, I know you don't want to, but you have to. <laughs> oh, we'll just pick a name like, at the hat. Otherwise, contractually obliged. It's uh, it's someone who whose voice is very synonymous with uh, big games in this country. Was it Dunfield? It was that bastard Terry Dunfield. Was it Terry? No, I wasn't Terry. No, because we get him on the show and we just hammer him for confusing <laughs> us all. I remember watching that. I forget which name it was when it, when, it, when I first heard. Um, it was Gareth, I think, that first heard him using the other pronunciation. Yeah, and I was like, "Who the hell is he talking?" What, about? what is the other pronunciation? We're, we're skirting around it. Is What's it the other? La, la, hey? Is it Lahai? La, What's the other? Lahi, 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 like from Trailer Park Boys. Let's and so, where's where's Richie's family from? I believe his family's from Ghana. But he's now come out and said, oh, I don't okay. really care. Okay. Like, Gane- Who was the other player a few years ago now? Changed his name like it was a dramatic change Mid- mid-career. Oh, who was that? A couple of loser hockey players that have done it. But uh, I can't think of which soccer player. <laughs> were, were they losers or are you just saying that because you hate, hate hockey these days? Combination. Bit of column A, <laughs> bit of column B. Column B. <laughs> Really? Uh, who was it? There was someone though. Because for years I called him a certain name, and then you had to shift it mid mid career, and it was so awkward because you know it seemed just seemed so so clunky as a broadcaster. Just as a switch straight away, you know, no longer is it Dunlop; it's now Dunlop. You know, <laughs> it's very. Well, that's what, what I do. When I do have the the celebration party for officially becoming a Portuguese citizen, I will expect everyone to the net from that moment forward. Call me Brendan Dunlop <laughs> correctly. Yeah. You know, you know, hockey wise, it was Carol Pilash was, was a guy that everyone called Carol Pilar. I think for much of his Spelt, career, spelled Pilar. Yeah, P I L A R, and then it's Pilash. And then when yeah. when Kevin Pilar came up, there were some people who thought, "Wow, he should be Kevin Pilash." No. No. Yeah, you got two L's, it's a pillar. You got one L, it's a plash, I think. Yeah. How do you pronounce your name, Wonga? Where are you all from? Uh, Gibbs is my mom's maiden name. <laughs> Gibbs. <laughs> Gibbs. No, I, you know what? The, I always got confused, though. There's like W O N G is how we spell ours, but it's been anglicized. So there's W A N G people, they're Wongs Wang. too. And then there's H U A N G, which are Wongs too. Wang, yeah, and Wong? so it, A-N-G yeah, but it's is Wong, yeah. It's literally the same name, and you don't. There's so many of us, and it's just named after some emperor. We're not really related, and we're all really related. But 
H-U-A-N-G, like Huang. You, you don't pronounce it Huang, it's pronounced Wang? Well, the way they pronounce, it's all been anglicized, right? So it's the same yeah. group of people. Because I'm, I've done covered games before with a Huang in, in, right. in it, for example. I've called them Huang, but it's actually Wang? I think so. Really? Just like, you know, people who have the last name Win, but it's, it looks like Nguyen, if you're yeah, Vietnamese. Yeah. But it's, it's Vietnamese. They, you pronounce it Win, right? Right. You know, Siri, Siri actually got that right. There's a, I have a friend in my, my uh, WhatsApp group on my soccer team. Spelt Nguyen, uh, but correctly pronounced. I was, I was using Apple CarPlay. Siri got the pronunciation right. Oh, well, look at that. But she don't, my, my map in my car, forget who it was, the Google Maps, can't pronounce Spadina. It goes, it goes, it's English, you know, B, you've been in my car, and it's, it's, it's Spadina. I found that quite amusing yesterday. You've Spadina. got an English, you've got a, you put it to a, a Ponce to English chap. Yeah, is, he is Ponce. He's pretty Ponce. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Turn left on Spadina. That's you I just... said turn left. Turn left on Spadina. For Christ's sakes, turn left on Spadina. Yeah. This is when you get your no reason boner. Is that what you called it, B? <laughs> He's in yeah, the car turn... listening to this guy telling, telling him directions and Charms gets a boner. That one of the hilarious moments in the lost episode that no one will ever hear was, and this requires a lot of explanation now, Dan Wong. I don't think so. Was, uh, yeah, I think it was, does, actually. Does it? Okay. It was a revelation to you in, in describing just someone. You were talking about your excitement for watching either South American opposition or watching Canada in these big games, something about that. And I made reference to the fact that you're, you know, uh, the rare man that has dealt with NRBs for like decades, as opposed to you know, most uh, most young men who deal with it in high school and potentially in college, but primarily in high school. Uh, and then and none of you knew what term NRB was, so I had to go on to, to explain it in this very loud bar. That is the reason why none of you will hear that episode. It made it, it was a lot funnier. I thought after a few beers, it was. It was great. Yeah, we I thought it was pretty lots. funny that you got a no reason boner listening to that English guy give you directions. I, I, I think you, that's pretty you, funny. You're just making it up now. I didn't. No, I could see if, it. If, if I had like, if I had like Liz Hurley, you know, her but voice, also that would be I a would. great voice, and the, would it, it, it wouldn't be a no reason. It would, yeah, yes. it wouldn't be an NRB. It'd be a, a, a RB. A B. It's a B. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, it could be RB. You're right. Reason boner. Reasonable. A R B. All reason boner. <laughs> anyway, back to the game. <laughs> um, Does this Canadian men's national team get you aroused after 45 minutes in the second half? They should. How many Canadian fans had boners at the end of that match? Um, they were most of them were South End. Yeah, they were. I'll tell you what, I mentioned it was loud, but yeah, the South End always did themselves proud. Amazing. It was, it was, it was what a crowd. It, it was just great. And then, the know, Voyageurs, the right? There. That's what the Canadian, the Canadian supporters, yeah. men's team, and I tell you what, they, we know a lot of them, B, and they've been through it. They're a yeah. pretty jaded bunch. So uh, I felt for them that they didn't get three points yesterday. But just to experience that, um, a final round of qualifying for the first time since 97, um, that, that actually made me feel old. Because, I mean, I, I started in the business in 97. And I wasn't on air or I was just, you know, at that point I was shot in baseball and, and soccer and stuff at, at the score. So I've never actually covered a final round of qualifying for Canada. I didn't even realize that until last night. And that wow. really aged me look at me i'm a broken down human being when i first started the business i was something i was great you, you had a cherubic face as a as a youngster cherubic was like you, you could have you think so you could have been like a cherubic. one of those cupids cherubic are just shut up alice um <laughs> cherubic are just like little fat kids aren't they yeah, a little bit. Thanks. I thought it was a. I thought it was a place in Ukraine. Aren't they in the Conference League? Don't they have a team in the Conference? <laughs> no, that's Chernobyl. <laughs> the Chernobyl cherubs. Um, <laughs> what was the name of your position? I know this is full tangent. What did they call that broadcast? They call it broadcast associate at Sportsnet. The guys who cut the. What did they call it at the score? Oh, in the in at the score EAs. Editorial Which was. Assistance. Editorial assistant. Okay. Well, basically, you were you were sweet guys. Is that you were you worked in the edit suite? That was a that was a promotion from the newsroom, or promotion from a, another department like archives or something like that. And we still used. Uh, we, we were the first all digital broadcast network in Canada, but we still used tape for a little bit in the suites. 
And yeah, when I started at Score, it was everything was on beta tape. Yeah, it was, it was a digital, year and a half, two years. But the actual control room was was digital. The first one in, oh. in Canada, I think. But beyond that, oh, you're right. The suites and everything were, were still tape, and uh, these big old VTRs, clunky, clicky, clunky, trying to cut games and stuff. It was it was a different era, a different time. But more reliable. Here's the team that's more reliable. That's obviously a perfect example of that. I tell you what, more reliable than your internet connection. Oh, that is no. for sure. That is. You for might sure. you might have to go. You might have to turn your picture off. Be as much as we like looking at you. Okay. I say this though, as much as um, you know, I hate the Honduran soccer team. I really like their their uh, their video analysis coach. Because he was <laughs> he was in the suite right beside us. We were stuck outside, which I actually prefer to watch games in, and uh, we were stuck right up, right beside that booth. And we were kind of jumping in there and doing our little hits before the match and at halftime. And he was a nice guy, quite understanding, wasn't he? So they're not they're not all awful human beings within Honduran <laughs> soccer. <laughs> I just look. I uh, I just can't also believe that we were outside and it got chilly. As yeah. soon as the camera, it was four, three days ago, it was 42 degrees with Humidex. And last night, it was nipply out. Welcome mm-hmm. to Ontario. Yeah. I mean, at least we're not in Calgary, right? Usually on September 1st, it snows in Calgary. Right. Well, we'll see where they place the games um, in, in January. There's a couple of home dates in, is it January or is it February? The next January, week, that October. it's... January and it's Mexico is one of them. Yeah. So yes. I meant to ask you this last night and then something actually happened. Something rather exciting happened. I have a really bad habit of like, I have a lot of thoughts during a match that aren't necessarily related to the match. And I, I will talk to someone's ear off. So I was aware of this feeling and I didn't ask you this question at the time. Perfect time to ask you now. Do you think they play that game at BC place? That seems the obvious choice. Yeah, I guess so. I mean, they can't play at BMO, obviously. I wouldn't nope. think. I mean, they could do, I suppose, but I mean, what, what's the gr- what's the rule for FIFA games with turf? How do you mean the rule? Well, I thought that Can all you- these games are supposed to be on natural pitches. No, World Cup qualifying. Um, no, I just I remember there cabin. being issues. That's all. In Concacaf, there's there's definitely stadiums that are turf. Oh, okay. Yeah. Certainly in tournament play, you have to have grass pitches, not turf. Quali- yeah, but qualifying, I'm not sure. But I guess, where else could they play? I'm mean, trying to think. I mean, just Olympic Stadium. That's it, right? Montreal. Yeah, Olympic Stadium and, and BC Place. Or Rogers Center if they really wanted to. Oh, yeah, but I mean, no, they can't afford to put, you know, I think it's about two, two mil, I think, isn't it, to put down grass? Yeah, because the turf there is awful. The turf there, turf there is hot. They can't play a qualifier. I mean, hey, Christ, it's Canadian soccer. Maybe they can. I think we, I think we got to a point where we're not doing that anymore. That kind of thing. Right. So, yeah, I, I don't know. We'll, we'll, we'll find out, I guess, in January. But uh, it's going to be bloody cold. Maybe a road trip out to Vancouver, fellas. Maybe if it's a be fantastic. Place. Let's Ooh. make that happen. We should start thinking about that. Eh? We could write I it off. That. It's a work gets trip. in. Yeah. Okay. Let's think about that. Um, anything more about the, the game last night you want to get to either one of you? Alfonso Davies. I really liked watching him, you know, look very much his Bayern Munich self on that left side. He was playing a little higher up the pitch, but I mean, as far as his uh, runs, his speed, he, I thought, crossing some some great balls and, and they had a real chance to win Canada. I think that that's, that's probably why Canadian supporters that would feel a hangover today and maybe perhaps a little salty of that game because Canada had the chances to win it late. And if they had played the defense, they would have won it. But they, but they didn't, and they ran out of time. They were shaking the thing in the first half. We mentioned before, it's a young, still inexperienced playing in these kind of games against these kind of opponents. I know they play big games, a lot of these guys, but against the Hondurans of the world, it's a different beast entirely, the way they play. So I think they were shaking a bit in that first half, and you know whatever was said at halftime really helped. And uh, yeah, they came out there by far the better team. And I thought Fonzie was fantastic, but I'm a bit concerned about, you know, they focus so much on Fonzie and that left-hand side. You know, you do need something else. You need a Tajan Buchanan to step up. He, he wasn't good yesterday, obviously. Um, I thought Hoylet was very good when he came on. So I do wonder, coming up on Sunday, um, there's going to be rotation for sure because you can't play three games in seven days with the same team. I wonder if Hoylet gets a start and uh, maybe a K comes in. Would you rest Alfonso? Or, or David, or both be given that you know you play in the states and national. Yeah, no, no, on Sunday you play in the states, and then you got El Salvador again. You really have to win at home on, on Wednesday. Ooh, that's that's a good question. 
I got to be honest, I hadn't considered that. In fact, like just in hearing you say it, I thought that you were implying that they would rest them against El Salvador. No, I don't know, I mean, man. So I think you've got to go to the States and look to win that game, right? I, I'm so torn here. You know the players want to play. That's a big game for them, right? The States, the big rival. And you always want to do well against them. And they weren't great against El Salvador. So it seems that they're a team that's also trying to find themselves. But you still have to beat El Salvador on Wednesday, right? You have to. And you can beat them. If you have the full-strength team, you're going to beat El Salvador at home, I think. Um, but I don't know. At the very least, maybe you do start the full-strength team on, on Sunday, but you bring guys off you know, in, in the you know, 65th type thing to rest. A little them. earlier, depending, yeah. Depending on what the game is, perhaps you do that. But Give them an hour. It's a gamble, man. You don't want to be losing Alfonso to uh, were you guys uh, surprised that they were you guys surprised they took off Tejan that quickly and then were there guys on the bench that didn't get a look that your spies didn't get a look? I thought Mark Anthony Kay might have got a look earlier. Um but I mean with having a Tiba Hutchinson there, they're essentially you know, playing the same role, right, Charm? So I, I yeah. think everyone wants to see uh, what Atiba's got, what he he can still do, he's proven that he can you know do to the top level in uh, in one of the major leagues in Europe and and fully fit and deserving of uh, of an opportunity again with the national team after being away for a little bit. Mark Anthony K is a is a nice wild card luxury to have uh, off the bench. I think that Tejan Buchanan didn't look right. We saw the photos of him with a deep ankle um, you know, right after halftime uh, when they came out and they made the substitution for Junior Hoylet. So hopefully that's nothing serious for Tejan because we know he can be a super special player. Uh, didn't have his best half, but perhaps the ankle is the reason why. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, I think you can use five subs to Kanye as well in these games. Yeah. Yeah, so you wonder about resting players in rotation. I'm sure if the game was where they, they, they thought it could be, you know, out of hand they would have rested some players and, you know, but they couldn't. And at that point they were really pressing, right. And in, in much of that second half and going for the win. So I guess that's why he kept it pretty much as it was. But yeah, I think you'll see K in there in some capacity on, on Sunday. Um, anyone else I can think of? Also, also didn't yeah, get a look. Maybe, night, maybe also. Yeah. yeah. And he played gr- like I have to, he was one of the standouts during the gold cup games. I thought he was. Yeah. And then, you want to, you want to retain possession. He's the guy, right? He's the guy you yeah. want in there. Yeah. Um, so we'll see what formation he goes with too, right? On Sunday, four four two. It's kind of four four two yesterday. It kind of mixes they, it up a little bit, right? They did but, flow, but when you saw the first team sheet, like I, I was surprised to see Laren, Atiba, David, Davies all in the same squad, and three at the back. It seemed as though that didn't include Davies. Mm-hmm. That surprised me. I think that Herb Her- Her- wants to get all of his best attacking players on the pitch in a in, to find some type of balance, get as many of his best attacking players on the pitch as possible, and, and that was the attempt. But the overlaps, uh, you know, as we said, whether it was uh, uh, Johnson moving farther farther to the right um, and Richie dropping back, it, it kind of became became before with Stephen Vittoria as that libero, as that anchor. Um, I'm interested to see how they play against the States. I don't think that they will change on the fly as much as they did in this match against Honduras. Get ready for football and soccer on zone. Stream the NFL, the Premier League, and the Champions League. Your sport, when and where you want it. Start your free trial at thezone.com. That's D-A-Z-N.com. The Zone. Game changed. Well, we need to get into some Ronaldo talk here, I think, a little bit. You know, having, having listened back to our podcast from last week, and we actually haven't touched on it since he moved to United, but I think we did a pretty good job um, looking ahead what might happen. Um, we didn't guess he'd be going to United, but we were surprised, certainly B was, that United had been mentioned. How, how, how happy are you, B, that he's A, back at the Premier League, but B, back at Manchester United? You know what? I am honestly, I am over the moon. I can't really explain it. I am not a Manchester United fan, but I am a big fan of nostalgia. I'm in the 30s. Everyone in my age loves nostalgia. See him back in the Premier League, I'm ecstatic. To see him in a red shirt instead of a blue one, I'm happier about that. Than I expected. I think I had entertained the idea and was beginning to to like the thought of Cristiano Ronaldo playing for Pep Guardiola and teaming with stars like Jack Grealish and the likes that are there at Manchester City. But it would have always felt weird. And I think that you know Ronaldo and George Mendes did uh, something that they felt they had to do because Manchester United didn't seem to be that forthcoming. I think it was always the only destination really that uh, that Ronaldo probably really wanted to be honest, and they didn't seem. Uh, I was interested, so they had to force the hand. What a better way to do it than you're running across the 
street. I like the romance too. I, I do like it, you know, seeing him back there. That being said, I, I doesn't see him score like 30 goals, uh, but apart from that, it'd be a massive disaster. That would be perfect. Much like Juventus, right? <laughs> Last year, yeah, he scored all the goals, yeah, but they didn't win anything and they finished fourth. That'd be perfect. Scudettos and Copas, you writing off major trophies. No, but last season, though. Last season. They didn't win the Scudetto last season. No, or obviously they didn't qualify beyond the... Was it quarterfinals in the Champions League last year? Or was it 16? The, I mean, that's the mark, right? That That's really the, the mark of failure for his time at Juventus. They lost in the last 16, his first two seasons, and they lost in the quarterfinals last season. And the only reason he was acquired was to bring them success, push them over the top in the Champions League, and they couldn't do that as a team. But I also don't think they did a very good job of supporting him. You know, I think a lot of those teams year after year kind of got worse. And, you know, Dickio was on the show with us talking about bringing in Pirlo, how that was a, a disservice to, you know, a, a player of that stature or someone who obviously was there to win and whose clock is, you know, running out a little bit. They didn't really build a win now team for him. They just kind of hoped that he would carry them through. And he, I mean, he, we saw it happen a lot. He, he stole them a lot of games, won them a lot of games in the end, just as he did for Portugal when we were against Ireland, much the same way. And, you know, they can, they can do that often, but they can't do it every single time. And in the Champions League for Juve, it didn't happen. I think that Manchester United are in a much better situation. It's, it's a much better team around him. 10 for the Premier League title this season? No, I don't think so. But I do think that he makes this team better. Not just for, if it's only two years he's played, he's made United better for four seasons. Honestly. Yeah, I don't know. I think he obviously brings a lot to the team and, and he's a great example on the field and and off the field. And as far as, you know, his nutrition, his fitness, his discipline, and that will really help players like Mason Greenwood. But at the same time, Mason Greenwood... everything. Well, yeah, but Mason Greenwood needs minutes too. Do you think he's at a point in his career where he'll say, yeah, I don't want to play every game? Or is he still at a point where he says, I want to play every single game? I think Mason Greenwood is at a point... Mason Greenwood or... No, Christian no, Ronaldo. 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 <laughs> I do not. I do not. Think, better not be saying that just yet. <laughs> I do not think this season that Cristiano Ronaldo is at a point where he feels he shouldn't be playing every game. Um, I think that he is perhaps you know grown towards the idea of load management. I do think that that was also part of getting a yellow card against Ireland after scoring the second goal. Yes, a massive celebration to uh, to to be. Men's soccer's all-time leading goal scorer, but also and also to have stolen three points for Portugal, which they didn't deserve in that match. Uh, but I think he wisely did it. He was going to be suspended, and he can go uh, have a couple of days off and go, go back to his team. So I think there's there's some management involved that maybe in the past he wasn't uh, too fond of or or valued whatsoever. But I, I think that um, you know Ollie's going to have to play him, and there will be some times where people are frustrated that Ronaldo's out there because they might like the idea of another option. Right. So, so but you think. You think Mason Greenwood's going to be okay with this? Yes. I think Mason so, so, Greenwood understands that he is going to be a much better player. And this is temporary. And all right, I, so let me ask I, you this. I believe he could be on the pitch with Ronaldo in another Let me scenario. ask you this. And, and, and Wonga, I want your thoughts on this too. Let's say that we, we signed Gary Neville, for example, to come on the podcast to be one of our, our potters here, right? <laughs> but that meant less time for Dunlop. Do you think, do you think Dunlop would be okay with that? Uh, no. Not at all. <laughs> B, B loves his uh, social presence. He loves being listened to by us. You know, he's, we're, we are forced to listen to him. That's the big thing, right? <laughs> like, he doesn't get this with anywhere else. That wow, we so have to actually listen to him. <laughs> I'm just some drunk twat at a bar just talking your ears off? That's what, that's <laughs> that's what I am? That's no, no, that, what that was you. you. And, and I didn't realize you were so nostalgic, B. The... Um, you know, do you want to like pregnant women smoking and drinking? Is that the kind of nostalgia you want to bring back? I think I think it's doomed to fail. I think yes, wow. Ronaldo's amazing. I just think this whole approach is is not going to do well for Man U. I think they're going to come in. I think they're going to be fourth. I don't think it changes the game for them. Um, and it's going to be interesting to watch, but I, I don't think it's going to happen. That's my punditry today. And great punditry it is. So, so, but you tell us. I mean, you'd be happy to just sit back and learn from from Gary Neville, you know, one of the the top analysts in the media game these days. You'd be happy to sit there and learn and get a spot start every now and again. I would understand in, in, in cup pods. I would understand that my opportunity would arise because the 
two ex-professionals can't make every available game. So I know that there would be time where I could share the pod pitch with Gary Neville, and I would you know reallocate my talents and services in other areas. And there would be more Instagram videos, and there would be more tweets, and we would uh, you know continue to grow in that sense. So yes, I would I would contribute to the show as intensely, as passionately, and in a different way, and benefit from having Gary Neville here to spout about on the show. I think you'd really sulk. That's what I think. You're probably right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Elena. 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 <laughs> I, I didn't get as much time again today. Charms <laughs> and Wonger are, are picking on me. Since Neville showed up, like Dickie on Forest of Hair every week. Like, I don't know why. They also, actually want to be here. That would happen. You're totally right about that. <laughs> yeah. No, but we should point a good time to announce that we have indeed signed Gary Neville to uh, appear in the podcast. That's, that's not true. No, it's Jimmy Bullard. If there was any, (laughs) I like Jimmy Bullard. It'd be funny. If if there was any um, pundit out there that we could sign in any sport, okay, let me ask you this. In any sport, who would you like to bring on on the pod? If money wasn't an issue, (laughs) who would you bring on here? Ooh, that is such a good question. Don Cherry. (laughs) (laughs) I had a feeling that might be your answer. We should we should get Elliot Friedman on to be a guest once and just have we a get chat. Friedman. No, because he's just like you know after like one night of research, he'd know more about the game than we do, right? And we'll, can't make us look bad. Show, we'll look bad. Show us up. Yeah, Let's look bad. He'd be like calling his his buddy George Mendez, you know, for some you know some in, intel on the transfer window, you know, or gets a text from you know Mina Rayala during the podcast. You know, that would just piss me off. You know what? I, what would be interesting? I, we rarely see angry Wonger. We see fun Wonger a lot, right? Mm-hmm. If we had Piers Morgan on, I think you would develop an angry wonger. No, I, I don't think, think so. Because so, I, 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 if we, we if if we went to as a team, no, he doesn't wind me up because I just think he's a moron. And if we made the decision to bring on a moron because for whatever you mean another reason, one? pardon me, you mean another one? Oh yes, exactly. <laughs> another <good> one. <laughs> That's right. Um, but if he were, if we were to come on just on a, I, I'm, ex- I accept what we decide together. So if we were going to bring Pierce Morgan on as, as a, uh, as a co-host, um, I would. No, 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 no co-host. No, he's going to be a pundit. I, I'm, oh, I'm he's going to be like he's going to, he's going to share. He's going to share B's uh, time. Yeah, him and Gary Neville's time. So yeah, he's he's not touching my seat. <laughs> Okay, so a couple of I'm trying to think of a couple of people that would get on really well with uh, with us. Um, I, I know naturally Karina LeBlanc would be an amazing fit. She'd be superb. Yeah, she we'll, would be we'll get her on at some point. For sure. uh, but uh, a little unrealistic then, maybe Shaq. Could you imagine Shaq on He'd the pod? Well, what about Charles oh, Barkley? Barkley? I love Barkley. I Barkley like Shaq too, be, but Barkley's my man. Barkley might be better. You're right. He 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 would complain about a lot of the same things that Warner complains about, like the speech. Like into touch, yeah. bounce. San yeah. Antonio women. I can't see Buckley being a big fan of soccer for some reason. Maybe I'm wrong, <laughs> but yeah, I think it'd be very patronizing about it. Actually, I've not heard him say anything about it. Actually, oh Wonger, I think I've said this to you before. You know who I really want to get on the show? Actually, let's okay. So let's find the hybrid here of uh, t- talking about Barkley and Shaq, the realistic version, let's get Jack Armstrong on because oh, he Jack, yeah. loved soccer. When, he does, they, eh? when the Raptors did the game that uh, Michael Bradley and Jermaine Defoe were at, and you know, they did, a, they did a, a wave to the crowd and they were, they were sat courtside, they were on camera, Jack was absolutely raving about them. And he kept going and going and going and you could tell was like swatting away, like, okay, you had your time. Like two, three, four plays have gone by, like easy. And then he would catch wind of them. They one of them would stand or move. Jack would see them, and he would go into this thing again. How excited he was for the season! How great Jermaine Defoe could be in this league! How they had really had players like that, and he couldn't wait. And it's like February, like the season was like two months away. It was January or February. He was just uh, he was just all over it. So um, he's a big soccer fan. I know he had uh, at least one son play uh, D one soccer in the United States NCAA, oh. if I'm not mistaken. So. Uh, as a soccer dad and he's really excited for the game so yes let's make that happen he would be good yeah he would be good yeah you know he'd be good also Steve Nash we should get him on the show Steve yeah. Nash loves the soccer of course yeah loves it yeah I mean he's, he's could have been a second career involved involved with Spurs you know obviously and 
Uh, yeah. So yeah. still the Whitecaps. He's still part owner. Ooh, of the Whitecaps, yep. you know? We didn't yep. even touch on the Whitecaps in that Canadian Championship. Oh, that was well, horrible. Yeah, listen, man. Respect CPL. Yeah, respect to CPL. But is it respect to CPL or just a garbage club right now over in Vancouver? There, it ain't working. I feel so bad for Mark DeSantis, but you know, someone's got to take the fall at some point. You know, someone's got to take the fall. You can't keep losing and then lose to a CPL team like that. Well, I was going to ask you, Sharms, you you two be what was a that's the Canadian version. What's the FA Cup version? A recent oh, so, one so, that I. Well, I mean, it, it happens on a fairly regular basis. You'll see a Premier League team lose to say a League Championship team. Okay, but like every, a top every now four? and again. Oh well, I mean, think about it. I mean, this would be like a lower end. Be, let's say it's like um, Norwich. Yeah. Right. So lower end Premier League. So lower end MLS. So I'm calling okay. Vancouver Norwich right now. Yep. Even though they're, they're new, this calling losing to so Norwich losing to. What's the golf be? Do you think between the CPL and MLS? Is it is it the difference between Premier League and League Championship, or are we going down to League One? I think we're no, going down to League One. I, I think League One is fair, and that's no disrespect yeah. to the CPL, but I think I think it would be League One because it's yeah. a, because of how new the league is. Yeah, and not many guys in CPL have MLS experience. Some do, but not that right. Many. So that'd be not a two division. What's what the two division FA Cup uh, upset that you guys remember? Well, as Charm says, to be honest, like there's there's one every year where it's like a West Ham or Aston Villa, you know, a Premier League team that you think would be better off against. A, no, but not but losing to a, a League One team, not losing to a Champions team, uh, Champions League team. I'm saying it, it, it happens. There was uh, Liverpool lost a couple of years ago to Northampton Town. Remember that? Charms? Nope. That, that was a few months ago. <laughs> he, struck, he struck it from his memory. <laughs> I said a couple of years ago, but I swear, you know what? I think I was doing the Fox show. That was to like 2012. Really? And they lost to Northampton Town, if I'm not mistaken, at Anfield. Which well, was three really years special. ago. Do you, do you remember three years ago? Wigan beat Man City. Right? And that was when Wigan were in the league championship, I think. Oh, were they not? right. Though, they, well, I don't know if they were in the championship. They may have been league one. Was Gary Caldwell coaching them at that time? I do remember this now. three years ago now. Um, yeah. It was yeah. in a later round, too. Was it quarters or semi? Quarters. It couldn't have been semi. They didn't go to the final again. Uh, I'm looking here. It, it, was, it was in February, so it was a later round, yeah. Well, yeah. Wasn't, no, maybe, no, maybe the second round, maybe, February. Well, yeah, like Wonga, Wigan, Wigan got relegated. Wigan beat Man City in the in the FA Cup final, and uh, now the final is always at the end of the Premier League season. But at the time, it wasn't. It was like two weekends before or something. Mm. And Wigan beat Man City, and then uh, a week and a half later, got relegated, mm-hmm. and never reached that height again. Yeah. So that's the beauty of it, right? And I'm glad you brought the comparison, Walker, or the thought anyway, leading us down this guessing game road because the Light Stadium, which was packed. And it was the first, you know, derby between these two natural rivals. Of course, this was the match that everyone on the island sold to go up against the, the big club and and be these big underdogs. And that ground looked incredible on on camera. You know, it looked like a proper English ground, right? It's a beautiful Small ground. town, beautiful. Still strange for me to see full stadiums in Canada. I, I must be honest, but the atmosphere there definitely played a factor. That team was fueled. Uh, well, you know, Pacific's Vancouver a really punched. good team as well. Pacific's a really Pacific, good team. Sorry, is Pacific on Victoria, uh, Vancouver Island? Uh, yeah, they play in Victoria. Or oh, uh, in Victoria. Yeah. In Langley. Yeah. yeah. No, that's so quite happens. impressive. Really impressive. It was. It was. No, it's tough being a Whitecaps fan the last few years, that's for sure. Yeah, I feel much to be happy about. Feel for them. Yeah. Um... Hey, about another read. What do you say, Mungo? Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, all right. <clears throat> Get ready for a season of football and soccer on DAZN. Stream every NFL, Premier League, and UEFA Champions League game on DAZN. Watch live and on demand your sport when and where you want it. Start your free trial at DAZN.com. That's D-A-Z-O-Z-N.com. DAZN. Game changed. Well done. And also, uh, footy picks. Is brought to you by Hedge Forty Picks. It's also brought to you by DAZN. Um, but there's no footy picks this week. Why, fellas? It's an international break, so we're, we're taking a week off from footy picks. I don't understand why you don't choose other leagues just for the sake of. Well, like what? There's no Serie A this week. No, but we could pick or La Liga. We could pick some 
qualifying matches. Bulgarian I mean, league, the Bulgarian football. league. That all right. Let's do some. Okay, let's do some, okay. You know, what, you know what, MLS you know is happening. If you really want to get okay, no, let me do this for you. Okay, all right, B. Bring it I'm up. I'm going to let you <laughs> predict some games here, okay? All right, here we go. Let's go the, cross. You're cross giving him too much time, game. Sharms. Sharms, you're uh, giving him no. too much time. Uh, yeah, you know, hey, Brazil in Serie D, Grubach 2, uh, 4 de Julio <laughs> against the uh, Juventud. What do you think there, B? You're just making a fool of yourself. Obviously, it's Juventud. Come on. Uh, <laughs> I, I, would go with, I would go with the latter, yeah. Juventud. Juventud? Okay. Uh, hey, Bash, you've got beauty in the uh, in the uh, Czech Republic Women's First League. It's called yes. the First League. Slavia Prague Women against SC Victoria Pilsen Women. Yeah, I'm a big fan of Pilsen the beer, so let's go with the Victoria Pilsen Women. Okay. Um, oh, ask, do, do you want some, uh, some English? Oh, FA Cup qualification. Here we go. You want some FA Cup for you? Yeah, throw some. Give me, give me some. Thursday. All right. Let's go. So here we go then. Um, okay. So at ten o'clock on, on Saturday, Atherton Collieries are taking Ooh. on Bridlington Town. Hmm. I'm gonna have to, based on their recent away form, Bridlington Town. Okay. okay. Bridlington would happen. <laughs> Barnoldswick Town. Barnoldswick Town need... is and it's taking on Pontefract Collieries. So it's England against Wales there. What is with all of these uh, teams that sound like it's like a battle? Please. What's the There's some great names. Oh, I've lost it now. It was a, a Colorado. Yeah, look at them. There's a team called Shamrock Richard. Shamrock Richard is playing Prescott Cables. Love that these names. Like, I should give them a call and see if they can do my internet. They sound like they might <laughs> have a better job at it. Oh, I love these names. They're brilliant. Hey, Gosport, my grandparents. Uh, we Gosport. once we did a segment once on this uh, television program I used to work for that didn't often cover soccer, and it was a uh, guess whether this is a team or not. And I uh, I polled my co-host, and we threw some jokes in there. Buckingham Thursday was one of them, and then there's quite a <laughs> team that sounded up, and my co-host had to had to guess which room which was false. That's a good game, actually. We tried it with Wonger. That'd be fun. Oh, that's. I was. I'll, I'll, I'll have to study. I'll have to study. What I I was watching some, uh, and I don't want to give it away, but I was watching a little Ted Lasso season two, and they, he they made a joke about a team because they only played on Wednesdays, so their name was something Sheffield, Wednesday. Wednesday, yeah, Sheffield, Sheffield Wednesday. Wednesday, right? Is yeah. that it? That, that was a yeah. joke for you, Wonger. I'm glad it worked. <laughs> that's great. That's I didn't. So I I didn't get any of it. Like I got it. But so at some point they only played on Wednesdays, so they were called Sheffield Wednesdays, not Wednesdays, Wednesday. <laughs> and then so they continued have- with Sheffield Wednesday as their team name as when yeah. they played on Saturdays and Fridays. I must be honest. I mean, Sharman's old enough to to know. Uh, is that the actual reason, or did they just say that for the show? No, I'm, I'm assuming I'm, I'm that old. <laughs> Fuck off. Um, I'm assuming that's the reason. <laughs> I'm assuming. I can't believe they kill off Ted Lasso in the last episode. Oh my oh, god! You guys, oh, you haven't seen man. it yet? You haven't seen it? Yeah, they kill him. There's a no. terrible riot. <laughs> I've not a seen a pitch it. invasion. But I have seen and, a few, uh, clips. And, and they hang him from the goalposts. <laughs> I, I have seen a, a few clips of the act, uh, the actor that plays Keely, and she's very different than Keely. Is which, she really? Let's take away a little bit from Keely, in my opinion. I quite yeah. like her. I have to say, you know, at first I found her a little bit grating, a little bit annoying, but her character's evolved, and I really quite like her. A bit of a crush. Yeah. Oh, really? You give her a? Um, I didn't. I, I wouldn't give her. I mean, she's a sweet character, but on the uh, she's I, there's something about. I think she's got English teeth, and uh, it, it and what is wrong with bit. that? Well, they're a little gray. They don't have the, the fluoride like we do in, in North America. Oh, I thought you, you said fluoride. English tea. I thought you were talking no, about English tea. tea. Like, what's wrong with that? I'm going to pick a fight with her and tell her to go get those sparkles done on no. Mr. Sparkles. Get no. Mr. Sparkles done on her teeth. Not everyone has the money to go to the Liverpool FC dentist uh, on Merseyside. Every, yes. Everyone who turns up with bad teeth gets, gets fixed perfect. up. Pretty good. Fixed Clop up. That's how, no. you know what? Literally, that's how we should choose new immigrants coming to Canada. Just choose them on teeth. Yeah. That means there wouldn't be a lot of people from the UK. Not a lot of Brits. Not a lot of Brits. You're right. right. I would have made it, though, because I actually have a very un-British-like teeth. Yeah, you do. Pretty straight. Yeah, they're pretty your straight. Parents are, your parents are brother and sister, though. So the rest of you yes. is all mangled. Yes. <laughs> the rest of you is all yeah. weird. Oh, you should see my feet. 
club feet <laughs> webbed webbed feet yeah, one to, one big toe right yeah my dad's like the duck. people in Nor- Nor- Norwich yeah Norwich Norwich <laughs> uh, we should go this is a great names in some of these matches oh man oh are we gonna do a whole hour like we did at the bar that no one listened to we might do yeah I told it's the possible. wife I was gonna go to Costco and uh, we're getting pretty oh, close would, to rush you, hour wouldn't you rather be doing this than Costco Trying to throw some fake names. At, I mean, is there, is there? Wait, is there anything worse than Costco? Like honestly, as a yeah, as a oh, yeah, there is. Standing in a bar with right. soccer fans and talk your ear off. Yeah, <laughs> that's definitely worse. I would say Walmart. Uh, I try and avoid it if at all possible. But then again, it's it's close by. Awful experience. And uh, number one on the charts is without a single doubt, IKEA. Oh, <laughs> this segment is brought to you by IKEA. The worst place to shop. <laughs> we'll grind your soul down. Oh, Wonger, did you see the tweet that I tagged you in? The, Which one? Some, someone, uh, oh, I got to give him the shout out. Who was it? I think it's Christian, Christian Hennigy, who, if I'm not mistaken, works for, uh, for Man City USA now. Uh, he was a writer that uh, people from the toy show Yeah, Christian Hennigy. And he tweeted, uh, he tweeted uh, them. What's Concord qualifying like? Me and the explanation of Dennis Robin explaining. Go click, go like this. Click, go up, go this way. Click, go that way. <laughs> Perfect. I got to, to track it. it down. <laughs> but uh, last night we we put a fun little tweet out, you and I, B, and it was uh, a picture of and JC, a picture of our boy Charms, who we we didn't I didn't know he was working for Sportsnet last night at the same time, and <laughs> that was it was. It was much like Ronaldo going back to Man United. He's he's going back to his ex a little bit, isn't he? Tommy funny over here. We're, we're st- an opportunity. We're, yeah. we're standing. Me and Wong are standing shoulder to shoulder, right beside the whole Sportsnet set up the lights and the camera, and the camera guy is there. And Wong is like, "Well, who's who's Sportsnet standing here? Who's the who's the on air guy tonight?" And I'm like, "I am." It's <laughs> 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 quite amusing. <laughs> Oh yeah, yeah so yeah, we have this flagrant. I was like flirting with the ex, and actually yeah, went home. You with were, her. Like, you weren't flagrant, even fla- you, flagrant. That's flirting. not flirting. That's not. Flirting. Sh- I didn't have a shit about you. You're that was a one night stand me. last night with Sportsnet. <laughs> Maybe a two night stand. Is this something we have to accept, yeah, Charles? Well, Wednesday, Wednesday. Three, yeah. three mortgage man, right here. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Three mortgages. Gotta pay the bills. <laughs> Gotta pay the bills. I got a lot of them. Jesus. Anyway, we should probably call it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Anything else you want to get to? Oh, uh, I, I think let's hit more. Tell one more question. I, I asked you guys this last <laughs> night, and I thought it was a. Uh, what did we learn from Team Canada yesterday? Oh. Good and bad. Good and bad. This, this B, squad you go of first. This squad you of young players can play at this level. This squad of young players can play at this level. That's what I took from the from the second half. And what was what was the negative? That's a good thing. The negative, but they had to find their feet. I guess uh, or the negative, you know, takeaway was that he, here was a team. I think that the, they would have beaten or in twenty minutes, and they didn't have that. So you do have to find your foot, you know, quicker. Um, really, at this level, you you can't uh, miss chances, and they did in the second half some chances, but in the first half, you know, they were really scrambled. They were fortunate to come away down just one nil really at halftime, uh, regardless of what you thought of that penalty. So I think just you know being more more confident and uh, sturdier on the ball a little bit um, from the start will give them better opportunity against uh, upcoming opposition because it is going to get tougher, particularly on the road, right? I would say the positive is that um, maybe there was a little bit of um, ego creeping in as a collective to that team, thinking they could go, go into the pitch with anyone and smash him. Right? Even John Herbert kind of alluded to it post-match, saying, you know, some of these guys may have thought they could get on the field and just play ticky-tacker and you know score twenty goals, right? And that didn't happen. I think they were found out a little bit, and perhaps they're not quite as far along the path as we thought they were which is good. I think it's really important lesson yeah. to learn. Even um, you're good. Even your positive is, is negative. Wait a second. And what's the other negative you have to say? Oh, uh, you know, my, my negative is that it's too bad. We've got to watch them play Honduras one more time. <laughs> God, I hate that team. What about El yeah. Salvador? I watched a little bit of El Salvador states, some highlights and that. And, um, they're they're just like Honduras. They're not as good as Honduras, but Correct. they're just awful. I mean, that States game was pretty dire, 
and and very similar to the Canada's game actually. A young team, bit inexperienced but better, and they were uh, put through the ringer by some savvy purveyors of the dark arts. Let's put it that way. Oh, Cap at its finest, Warner. That's what you get to look forward to on Wednesday. Yep. Fun, fun, fun. I'm not working a second job, though, Longer, so I'll be with you Wednesday, okay? Well, we got Gary Neville, so you, you only have to be <laughs> with us for five minutes. <laughs> it's the introdu- introduction of Gary Neville, B. So um, I, I don't that. know if we need you. <laughs> what a great callback. What a great callback. You can't top that. Time to end the show. All right. That's the show. We're back on, on well, some point next week with the Design Soccer Show. Thank you, Design. <laughs> Thank you, Dazone. We're going to be back with you. Um, getting set get for your free the trial. weekend. Get and your, yes, free, get your trial. free trial right now. Go on to Dazone.com and sign up. There's a whole crap load of football on there right now. And snooker. I watch so much snooker, by the way, on Dazone. I'm not a loser. You, have, you, have you ever watched it? I've, I enjoy playing have it. Have you watched it? I know that it's a good have television you watched spectacle. It? No, have but you, I will start watching judge it, it on Dazone. Don't judge it. I will watch it. When your kids and your wife go away again, I'll get drunk with you and watch Snooker and we'll bet. Okay, done. The whole day. You know who would love that is is uh I would love that. I know you would. Both Dick but you're not gonna be with us much longer. Both Dickio (laughs) both Dickio and Forrest will would would love that too. Those guys like to bet too. You know, that's true. You know, it's a true story, actually. Funny you mention that. My, my, my wife and, and daughter went away last year sometime. No, the year before last, um, before COVID, just for a few days to visit family. And there was snooker on. And I must have watched 36 hours of snooker. And I didn't go out. I didn't hang out with friends. I didn't do I just, like, ordered food in. And I watched snooker. And it, I was so happy. It was a really good weekend. Anyway, on that note, <laughs> maybe I am a loser. But thanks anyway, fellas. Appreciate it. We're back next week at some point on both the zone and on this very platform. So thank you very much and cheers for listening. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health Right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.